we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Greg Lewis. Amen. So we're going to talk about this, this strong delusion. So if any man be in Christ, he's a what? So if you're a new creation, that means Christ has made you new, right? Well, then why do you look the same? If you're made new, why do you look the same? Here's the real question. If you're made brand new, why are all your previous problems still there? See, when people hide behind religion, they want to act like they're so brand new that all their past problems and issues just disappear. It's going to mean a lot to somebody. When we use salvation to cover up past mistakes, it can corrupt our core. Salvation doesn't cover up past mistakes. It makes you brand new so you don't make the same mistakes. But your past mistakes are still there. And you have to still deal with issues. That's why I preach so hard about you making the right decisions because you're going to have to live with the decisions you make. Whether you're in Christ or not, what you do, you got to live with it. There are still consequences to your actions. God don't come in and change everything about your past. He just changes who you are. You have to go back and deal with that past. Amen. I th- the best example in the Bible to me is the publican, tax collector, Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a publican, tax collector, wronged a whole bunch of people. And Jesus came to his house. Zacchaeus could have easily hid behind the fact that Jesus came to his house. He could have said, basically, look, Jesus is okay with me because he came to my house. I am the most in the most. Oh, because Jesus is here. Not all of you can say that, Rishata. But Jesus is in my house. So that makes me okay. I'm okay. Jesus even says salvation has come to your house. I'm okay. But Zacchaeus understood. You know what? Hold up, Jesus. I know you've forgiven me and you brought this, but I need to go and take the money I stole from folks and give it back to them. I need to go deal with my past. Somebody moved down here to get away from everything they did. I mean, you all in the newspapers and the post office and everything in your hometown. Where you come from, brother? Oh, we're just to and fro. (laughs) I mean, act like it never happened. Got kids everywhere. I know men got kids everywhere and just act like that never happened. And you don't talk to your kids. Oh, uh, you know, the baby mama, she don't want. Dude, them your kids, you can't just act like they, they're not there. Man, I'm preaching in here, Jack. Yeah, they become pastors and everything. I just won't deal with nothing. That's strong delusion. So you think you okay with God? And you ignoring kids? Strong, let somebody say strong delusion. Oh, this is a real message right here. This causes us to be hearers of the word. So when we hide behind salvation to cover up past mistakes, this causes us to be hearers only, but not real doers because we never address our errors. We're hiding behind religion. We're not ever addressing everything that happened prior to it. 
on. See, you can't get amens on this stuff. Yeah, I understand Jesus has made you brand new. That that means you're going to go handle things differently than you were handling them before. You don't forget everything that happened and go chase God and leave all your trash thinking. James 1, 23 and 24. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened unto a man looking at himself in the mirror. He sees himself, but then when he goes his way, he forgets what he saw. He forgets how he was. He ain't going to deal with how he is. But you got to deal with how you are and how you were. It's and I'm not saying you got to go to everybody you did wrong and try to find them on Facebook. That's not what I'm talking about. But some of these folk got living, breathing situations. Man, you got kids. You got a, a, a wife somewhere you separated from. You got all of this stuff going on, and you're going to try to cover it up with tongues? Amen. All your, all your kids hate you, but you're going to get up in church and preach? Try to form some new kids? That's what they do. Have a, all the members of the church calling them daddy. Hey, daddy, that's that's my daddy. Hey, pop, talking to the pastor. Because his own kids won't call him that. His own kids, you sucker, you jive turkey. He don't want to hear that. So he's going to make all the members his kids and try to replace his family. Ooh, this is hardcore right here. Somebody wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. See, and, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Accepting Christ makes us brand new in our minds and in our hearts. Right? So when you accept Christ, you're brand new in your mind and in your heart. As a result of our new nature, we should desire to treat others right and repent to those we have what? Wrong. So if you've done somebody wrong, you need to repent to them if it's on your heart. You still feeling that and y'all still looking at each other and rolling. This is church. How could you go to church and be mad and hate somebody in church you crazy you sitting in church rolling your we're supposed to be praise the lord and you in church you sitting in here mad and angry and hateful in the presence of god as soon as the music starts Get your devil head down. What is? Why do people do that? That's delusional. You're delusional. You hear I'm preaching the message and you're not listening to anything. Just wait for me to get loud so you can, hey. First John 4 and 20. If a man say I love God and hated his brother, what is he? For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God who he hasn't seen? The manifestation of loving God is loving your brother. You don't love your brother, you don't have no proof that you love God. Because you can't see him. That's what he's saying. God can transform us. How many of you know that? How many of you did God transform? But this does not eradicate the consequences of our previous behavior. You got six, you, you got six baby mamas. You get saved. Guess how many baby mamas you got? Six. God did not eradicate all of that. He didn't take them away. 
I'm saved. I'm brand new. I'm a new girl. I'm a new creature. You a new creature with six creatures. You a new creature with six old creatures. You can't make nobody disappear. Folks try to use, they try to use it, they try to make them disappear. No, oh, they're all out of wedlock, so I'm saved now. I can't be fooling with nobody out of wedlock. Dude, you that daddy. Yeah, but they out of wedlock. I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the kingdom now. I mean, we gotta do things right. It's gotta be my wife and my wife's children. We're not talking about hamsters and gerbils. They're humans. You can't put them in a cage somewhere and throw food in there and act like they don't exist. You're gonna hide behind the pulpit with religion and everything. But you better go deal with that family. Cause you know what happens when a man acts like that and won't deal with himself and he's leading people? Guess what the folks gonna do? Hide everything. Got a church full of witches and warlocks. Man, bad decisions can still plague us even after we accept Christ and become new creations. You, that's some decisions you make. Jesus ain't going to save you from. You made that decision. You can get saved in prison and then walk up to the doors. Open, open. Uh, like Paul and Cyrus. <laughs> Doors ain't opening, bro. You broke the law. They <laughs> break the law. So God let them out. <laughs> Dude, you got three strikes. Talking about. <laughs> Doors open in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Sit down. Amen bad decisions going to still plague you. Galatians 6 and 8, for he that soweth to the flesh shall what? Of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit and does things right shall of the spirit reap everlasting life. So he's telling you right here, man, you can be saved and sow to the flesh and reap corruption. See, I just messed somebody up now. Somebody grew up thinking that they, when once they're saved, they never sin again. That's impossible. Amen. Confession. Our core development is heavily contingent upon how much of our past we are willing to deal with. So your progression in God is based on how much of you you're willing to really deal with. That's why a lot of you see a lot of older saints. And they can be 67 in that age group. They can't receive any new word from God. They're stuck because that's as much of themselves they're going to deal with. You come trying to preach the new EX Ministries video, they sitting there looking at it like, oh, what is he talking about? Yeah, that's as far as they can go because there's too much of them they won't deal with. Their core can only develop as much as what they will allow. You get to digging up, breaking up that fallow ground, you find all kind of skeletons and junk that's been hiding for many, many years. They figure, hey, I'm almost out of here, so I might as well just leave them skeletons in there. Leave them alone. Leave them alone. So I'm not going to progress any farther than this. Man, this is so true. 
We must come face to face with ourselves, our past and, look at somebody say our past and present. Past and present in order to truly work on our core. You can't strengthen your spiritual core if you won't come face to face with what happened to you. If you're in denial, then it, the, the truth can't reach your core. Psalms 26 and 2, examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my reins and my what? This is David saying, open me up. Give me a full exam. Prove that I'm okay. If there's anything messed up, try it. Work on it. All of me. God is able to fix us. But we must be willing to admit that we need him. And without him, we are what? That sounds very obvious, don't it? But that just sounds, that just sounds cliche almost. Without God, I'm nothing. Folks say that. Without God, I'm nothing. Well, then why are you withholding yourself from him? Yeah. You're sitting under the word, but there's parts of you you won't even let him touch. You're in denial about it. Somebody bring it up. Oh, don't talk. We don't talk about that. You were trained not to deal with it. You were trained not to talk about it. And now nobody, including God, can get to it. So that's messing up your core development. You can't be helped. Because you won't stop hiding from God. Galatians 6 and 3, for if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he does what? You think you're a holy roller, prayer warrior, fire-breathing, tongue-talking, you think you got something, and you want God to overlook that. That's God. His job is to look at that so that it can be fixed. That's God. God's not going to excuse you. He's God. He's not pleased with the product if it's not functioning like he created it and manufactured it to function. So if it's messing up, it makes the manufacturer look bad. So God wants to deal with it. He just knows. He knows my heart. He What? He knows your heart and wants to try your heart. You can't go any further like you are. I'm not going to, man, not at ABC. We ain't going to sit here and get old with issues. And mess the next generation up. Because we hide and junk. Yeah, you can't, I mean, like like this picture. This this cat looking in the mirror and think he see (laughs) Mufasa. Dude, you are you a, a cat. What kind of cat? Are you? you a calico. He, you, but you go out in the field and everything will eat you. You ain't. You don't even have claws. Look at you, but you see a lion. That's the way some of these religious church folks are. Get the mic. Oh, let me see when I get the mic. Oh, yo, 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 yo. Just get everybody going and happy and all that, and then go home. And I mean, the home's on fire. Just hell. Ain't nobody saved. Nobody want to be saved. Don't nobody even like you. You only like that church. It's because that's somebody hiding a bunch of junk and hiding behind religion. 
trying to use the church and God and the platform to hide who they really are. Oh, yeah, you can do that to strangers. You can be the bomb in church, but them kids know who you are. And they don't want no parts of it either. That husband know. That's why he won't go to church. He know you jive. Can I preach in here? Galatians 6 and 3, for if a man think himself to be something when he's nothing, he's deceiving himself. We must be willing to admit our shortcomings to others and not worry about how we may appear to those we have harmed or mistreated. You can't worry about it. Just tell them, look, man, I made a mistake. I'm human. Haven't you made so? Dude, I mean, I made mistakes. Can you forgive me? Yeah, since I did this pop life, I have men emailing me all over the world. I've got some kids. I'm strange kids. And I got this girl pregnant, this one pregnant. How do I do it? What do I do? I said, call them. Call them and fall in love with your children. You don't know how to do that. Those are your children. What you mean you haven't talked to them in years? How do you have children and haven't talked to them in years? Why are you praying up all night, praying over a job, over some money, over a house and some cars, and you can't use that same energy for some humans? Oh, man, please. You ain't going to be over no prayer ministry at the church. and ain't nobody in your house praying. That's some foolishness. Why are you over the mission in the church? There ain't no mission in your house. Why is the church more important than the folks God has assigned to you biologically? Folk look like you don't like you. You want a bunch of strangers. Your old kid's crazy. James 5 and 16. Confess your faults one to another and what? Pray for one another that you may be what? Healed. Now this don't mean you jump up in the church. Y'all, I sinned. Yes, I with him over there. Yeah. <laughs> Security is going. Where's my TSA? Where, where, where he at? That'll work. We're going we gonna to drag you out of here. Don't get a, up here and do that. That's not what the scripture's saying. Don't confess your faults to a congregation. Don't nobody. You don't ever confess your faults to the con- YouTube. You don't ever confess your faults to a group of people like that. You know why? Because they ain't doing it. Why are you going to get up and put yourself out there? If we ain't going to pass the mic, brother, I ain't selling, I ain't telling nothing. We gonna, I'm, I'll start talking when you start talking. We're going to pass the mic one by one. It's going to be that kind of service. That's a foolishness. How dare a preacher put somebody up here and embarrass them, confess it in front of the church. Y'all, I was in sin. Hand the mic to the preacher. Now you tell what you did. Tell it, I ain't playing. Y'all better be obeyed in that service. That's some foolishness. That's not biblical. That's that old priest and Catholic junk. Don't do that. Some of that stuff don't nobody need to know. That's between you and the person you was invited. If you got it right with them, then shut up. Getting up, putting yourself out there like that. Yeah, and I did this and I did that. You making a fool out yourself. I mean, and then... I mean, why are you just picking certain things to tell? Tell it all. <laughs> you go tell it. And when does it end? 
Oh, that makes no sense. And then folks start ministries off stuff they did. Now that's some foolishness. How do you start a ministry because you sinned? <laughs> you sinned. You was in sin. Made it right. Now you got a ministry about sin that you was in. You weren't supposed to be in sin. Your misery ain't your ministry. That's not in the Bible. You heard that at a revival and you thought God said it. Y'all, I used to be on crack. Now I get, I just go to the crack house and get crack folks saved. <laughs> Why are you in the crack house? Folk need to be saved on your street. And usually folk going to the crack house, ain't nobody in the real house saved. You at the crack house because they're, they're non-threatening. <laughs> That's a, that's a, easy. That's an easy time. You're taking advantage of a technicality. They don't crack. They don't believe anything. You, you want the high people. You can't deal with real people that's just real. I need them. I need them high. They'll all gather around and listen. But the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Validation, and then I'm closing. This is the best part. When we attempt to develop spiritually without really dealing with our former selves, we will hide behind religion and become vulnerable to erroneous doctrines and beliefs. Why do we become vulnerable to erroneous doctrines and beliefs? Because we need a platform to prove that we're okay. When you hide behind religion, you need some kind of movement to attach yourself to so you can look like you're really doing something. So you can hide all the junk from the past and, and, and stand strong tied to some kind of movement that looks valid. And so you attach yourself to erroneous beliefs. Ephesians 4 and 14, that we henceforth no more be children tossed to and fro, carried about with what? people that are carried about with every wind of doctrine they're trying to use God, church, religion to prove something. Have people leave this church. There's no opportunities. That's why I'm leaving. Opportunities for what? I mean, opportunities for me to get on stage. Opportunities for me to get the mic. I mean, opportunities for me for lead, to lead something. Why do you want to be something in church? Because they want to prove to somebody else that they have something. Just can't come to church. That's not good enough. But it's validation. They want the church to give them something that the world won't. Oh, let me break it down. They want the church to give them something they can't get in their home. Amen. Your wife knows you whack. So you come to church and you just the almighty. But at home, you whack. That's why they're at church five times a week. You know, a pastor that's got everybody at church every day of the week, he don't want to go home. Many denominations. Uh-oh. Large spiritual movements and followings are made up of people that are harboring issues from their upbringing or hiding from the consequences of bad decision. They want to get in there because they can excel. They don't want to come to a free church that don't have any kind of hierarchical structure because then they can't be anything. They want to go get in a church that has a system attached to it where they can be elevated because they're harboring issues, they won't go deal with who they are. They don't want nobody to know who they are, so they want the church to make them look like something that they're not. Second Timothy 3, 
6 through 7. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive who? The Bible said it's the silly women they're going to lead captive. It's always a woman behind it. Every false God movement that has ever happened in this world was started by a woman. Do your research. Every one of them. Even in the garden, sin, woman's lead. Now, why would a woman in here, when I just said that, get mad and call me a chauvinist, and I just told you to go look it up? Go look it up first, then call me that. Yeah. All the men that were whack, it was because they was listening to a woman. Bible said nobody in the Bible was whacker than Ahab. The Bible said that. Bible said there'll never be anybody that whack again. I'm breaking it down to your terms, but read the passage. It says it just, it, that's what it says. It says Ahab was the wackest that ever lived because he listened to Jezebel. And Jezebel ran him crazy. And that's what's happening right now. Oh, yes, always a woman. Yeah, not you women. Y'all some good women. I'm talking about Jezebel. That's Jezebel's daughter. Yeah, running these men, making men make dumb decisions. Yeah, Job, I mean, Job just sick, everything, trying to do what God say. And be like, I mean, baby, what you think I ought to do? Job, you need to just curse God and die. <laughs> what kind of... Curse God. I mean, you, you don't want me alive? Curse God and die? God said, Abraham, I'm going to give you a son in your old age. I don't care how old you get. I'm God. I made a man out of dirt. I'm going to make you a son. Sarah, now, well, you know, I don't know. You might have to go sleep with the, 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 the handmaiden. She'll get pregnant. She got pregnant then. Sarah started hating on her. <clears throat> Look at her in there pregnant. What in the world? Boy, I ain't listening to no one. I ain't listening to you. The worst advice ever. Israel and Afghanistan fighting right now. They fighting right now and will fight till Jesus come because of that love child. But it's the silly women. And that's what they go after. The T.D. Jakes and those guys, they target the women. Woman thou art loose and lady lover lord. And they manipulate the emotions of uncovered women. That's why the Bible says you don't get up and pray or prophesy unless your head is covered. And he wasn't talking about no dolly or no hat either. You can wear the biggest hat. Your hat can look like a pizza box. But if, but if it's not the covering of the Bible, which is your father or your husband, you need to get somewhere, sit down and be quiet. Because you're too easily swayed by your emotions. You were made that way, and it's a good thing under the right circumstances. These are the sorts. They're what? Ever learning and what? Falling after some foolishness. Going to try to get a gold tooth from the Lord. But they're ever learning. Never coming to the knowledge of the truth. These type of people will flock to strange movements and false manifestations to receive validation for their spiritual state. You know why they do that? Because their homes are jacked up. Their home is jacked. So they're searching for this to try to feel better instead of going and dealing with the mess they caused in their home or dealing with what they're suffering from that was done to them in their home. They would rather chase the stars, the mysteries, 
the spooky stuff than deal with the natural stuff that's right in front of them. Unfortunately, they deceive themselves because their core remains underdeveloped, undeveloped, as they suppress the hurt, pain, and shame of bad decisions. They stay babes in Christ. They never grow. They never grow. That's why they believe. <gasps> I see angel wings. Y'all don't see that? And then people look up and they start seeing it. Y'all know what that's called? Strong delusion. First of all, why? Why do you need a gold filling? You need your tooth fixed. <laughs> Had one guy, a diamond, fell out of the sky and landed on the ground. And we knew it was a diamond because we took it and it cut glass. That fell out of somebody's ring. I didn't have to even be there. Or somebody brought it in there and threw it down. Why would God drop a man-made cut? I mean, it's a man cut on it. A machine that man-made cut that diamond. If God drops a diamond, it's going to be cold. And you're going to have to go get it refined to find the diamond inside. I mean, that just sounds like something God would do. Since, I mean, he made the earth. He don't need a man to cut the diamond up and give it the marquee cut and just going to drop it. <laughs> I mean, he shaped it and everything. You, look at somebody, look at somebody said strong. Y'all, that's what It just hit me. God was here because he left the diamond. Luke 11 and 28, but he said, yea, rather, blessed are they that hear the word and do what? So look, Blessed are they that have, you're not blessed if, if angel wings flop in the building. If an angel came in here right now and went to flying around, that don't bless any of us. It might run some folks out of here. I might be gone. I don't know if I can handle that. I'm pretty strong. Might have to take some shots at it. Y'all shoot that thing. If it's an angel, it'll live. <laughs> Some foolishness. But even if it did happen, and all of us was covered in gold dust like we was at the ice capades. I mean, if all of us grew gold teeth, if, I mean, if it all happened, we wouldn't be blessed. Cause he just told you how to be blessed. Rather, look at somebody say rather. Instead, blessed are they that what? Hear the word and what? Summary! Man, this made some people's jaws tight. Because they're running after these warlocks. Reading your social security number. You want to be impressed? Entertained? Coming to Christ is supposed to make us new creations. Sadly for many, their core beliefs are challenged by decisions made before they became Christians. Instead of forgiving, admitting their faults, and trying their best to repair the calamity they caused. You know, the folks, they really, really hurt. Really hurt. Some folks, you need to have a conversation with some folks you really, really hurt. You can't hide behind religion and think that's going to go away. Instead of forgiving, admitting their faults, and trying their best to repair the calamity they caused, they hide behind religion and walk around looking and acting overly spiritual. 
They used the church as a platform to prove their righteousness. In doing so, they failed to seek restoration and show love to those whom they have hurt. They will consciously ignore the unpleasant, visible, and natural issues that they may have incited while gravitating toward an invisible power that can vindicate them. This is why people flock to these strange movements and manifestations. They claim to be seeking revival, yet many of them are really seeking revenge. Many of them have been hurt by so-called Christians and let down by those within the church. Consequently, they tend to blame their past on others and their bad choices are never their own fault. They use the church to justify themselves. In order to prove that they are okay, many claim to see angel feathers, gold dust, diamonds, and gold teeth, and etc. These people are off because their core is underdeveloped. They may read the Bible, study daily, understand all the scripture mysteries. But if they have not dealt with themselves and taken ownership of their bad decisions, then they are using all that they know for the wrong reasons. This is why we must first come to grips with who we are and what we have done to others before we try to strengthen our core. Doing so will ensure that we can build on the right foundation by removing all the hurt, pain, and shame of our past decisions. Once this is accomplished, we can start making good decisions and our core will be what? Properly developed. Man, that's a good word right there. My goodness. Ephesians 4 and 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as the Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Now, most of religious, overly religious folks read this. Don't walk like the Gentiles walk. That means don't be drinking and smoking like them and, and, and cussing and going to the juke joint and partying and clubbing and having long fingernails. And yeah, that's what they see, the Gentiles. No, it says in the vanity of your mind. Meaning you got a vain mind. Meaning you think you something. And you're not. You think you have something. And you don't. Because you ain't dealt with yourself. And all those that need to be dealt with. And you can't put God on top of that. And make that go away. Having the understanding. Having the understanding what? Darkened. Being alienated from the life of God through what? The ignorance that is in them. Because of what? You can't even see it. You so saved, you can't even see. No one around you is saved. None of your family. You, you, nobody wants to hear what you have to say. You can't see that. Something is wrong. Your heart is blind. Well, y'all, most of us in here, we at the age now where we can we, we can make this edit real quick. Look at somebody and say, deal with yourself. When God shines a light on you, don't run. Let him shine the light. Don't get into your 50s and 60s with heart disease and congestive heart failure and 
high blood pressure and all this stuff because you won't deal with what happened? That will kill you. Just deal with it. I went through it. I have to deal with it. God, deal with me. Take the reins of my heart and steer them where you want it to go. Show me myself so that I don't hurt another person. Especially so I'll stop hurting myself. You've been listening to a true church perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.